Welcome to the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast. I'm here today on a Wednesday afternoon in Beverly Hills with my co-host, Dr. Millicent Ravello. Good evening. That was a very slow and prolonged intro. Well, it's the evening. It is the evening. We're winding down. Wind it down a little bit and... (laughs) Bring us in in a little bit more yeah, of a relaxed fashion. I see that. I like it. Sometimes I like to bring it in strong. But I think tonight, you mm. know, we should just talk about something that's near and dear to my heart. Nasal tip aesthetics. That is a good one. You do love that. I do. You do. I was going to say tip aesthetics, and then I chose to say nasal tip aesthetics. Because I didn't want to confuse my surgical tech, Jose. <laughs> He wouldn't have known what to do. Shout out to Jose. <clears throat> Jose for reals, not a two and So nasal tip aesthetics are really important because I think what makes a nose look great is the relationship of the nasal tip with the bridge of the nose, the dorsum. Right. The bridge and the dorsum being that top part, the middle part of the nose, smack dab in the middle. Right. And then the tip has to be related to it in a way that is aesthetically pleasing. Because there are ways that it cannot be, right? Oh, yeah. If there's a (laughs) mismatch in size, position. Yeah. I mean, if the tip is curled down, people say, oh, you know, I I don't like this bird beak Mm -hmm. of a nose. If it's up too high, they say, I don't like my pig nose. Pig nose, right. If the tip is, uh, you know, if it plunges when they talk, they say, I don't like that it wiggles. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, if it's you know, Rabbit side nose. to side, yeah, there's like so many configurations. <laughs> so many animals you can compare it to. <laughs> but they're not good and they don't like it. And that's why they come in for rhinoplasty. Right. And they should because we can help. Right. That's what we you do. You don't have to keep it that way. Not that there's anything wrong with it. Look, I think, you know, individually, there are so many configurations of the human face mm-hmm. that can be unique and look great. Right. So I, nobody needs a rhinoplasty. Well, an aesthetic rhinoplasty. Right. Nobody yeah. needs one. Now, whether you want one and it can help you feel more confident and all that, that's totally this discussion. So understanding what is good looking is key. That's where tip aesthetics come in. You, you have to understand that knowing, and this is why, you know, I'm going to digress for one second. This is why when people say, how do I pick a rhinoplasty surgeon? I said, you got to look at the before and afters on that rhinoplasty surgeon's website because the before and afters tell the story of what the surgeon thinks is good looking. You can look at my Instagram, my website, whatever you want. And over and over again, there is a very clear cut style to the way that the noses are shaped. And it's not that I don't individualize it and customize it. I do, but it's with a certain aesthetic yeah it's a it's it's really specific yeah you have a very specific aesthetic i can definitely tell in your photos and on table you know your noses have your kind of style to them and you said that every tip and every nose certainly has to be individualized and it has to fit the person's face and it has to blend with the rest of their features with that in mind though do you have sort of an ideal look to the tip that you like well i do and that the thing that in general, ethnicity really counts for a lot. So what I do for, you know, an Asian rhinoplasty or an African-American rhinoplasty or, you know, Caucasian rhinoplasty, 
very different. Very different. Very different. Those are very different noses right. at baseline. And what I do for men is different from women. Sure. And et cetera, et cetera, and so on and so forth. But in general, I like a supported, well-formed tip that is the continuation of the dorsum in men. And in women, I like there to be a gentle hint of a curve. So right. it's very specific. I saw today a male for a rhinoplasty. He says, I just don't like the hump and my tip's too wide. I said, I'm going to make a chiseled straight line dorsum for you, support the tip in place and make the, the tip narrower. And that's, that's it. it. That's it. That's all you need. And he was like, high five. That's what I want. Sign me up. Yes. That's right. Because that's going to look great for right. him. And he right. came in, he goes, I saw your before and afters on your website. That's, that's what, what I, I want. want. So that's it. That's great. That's a great patient to have. It, it it's it's exactly the patient right. to have because that's who's going to be happy with what I do. If they come in and say, you know, I want to have you know my tip turned up and I want to look, you know, like a pixie, I, I can't mm, do that for yeah, men. Not your guy. I, I just can't. I can't do that. Yeah. There's somebody that can, and that's okay. It's not a big deal. I just won't do that. In terms of female tip, though, it's it's a different deal. I do like to see like a 97 to 98 degree angle at the columella in general sometimes that's different um i don't like to see it at 90 degrees i don't yeah, like to see it at 92 cool. degrees right. you know it's a little masculine they don't like right. it that way but some do some say you know i just you know like it where it is leave it alone but they don't like it diving Nobody no likes generally diving. speaking yeah, no one wants that time. yeah <clears throat> so those are sort of the aesthetic ideals oh now how do you get there do you have a technique for that well, I, I have a, uh, a way of thinking based on Anderson's tripod. Jack Anderson was a rhinoplasty surgeon back in the day. <laughs> like I think his paper was published in the year that, or maybe the year after I was born. So that's like before right. electricity. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, um, he stated very clearly that a tripod concept where the cunnumellar foot plates, the medial crura that come together are one leg of the tripod and then the lateral crura are the other legs of the tripod. And if you vary the length and the strength of each leg, you can change the positioning of the tip. And I love that concept and it's useful and valuable, but I add to it the caudal septum because I think if you add the caudal septum and make it a tetrapod concept, the caudal septum drives the tip in space, in space. either it can derotate the tip. It can allow it to rotate right. uh, cranially and it can push it left to right, side to side. Yeah. Or extend it or shorten it. Absolutely. Yeah. So you, you have that, that fourth leg of the tetrapod and I, I, I would like to go to the Calvert tetrapod concept because I love Anderson's tripod about the tip, but when it comes to the nose, that tetrapod to me really determines the aesthetics of the nose. And when you're talking about your tripod, you said the columella. So that's that center part of the nose. Right. You know, the, really, that looks like it's supporting the tip. It's holding it up, it's but the not. Skin, skin and stuff. Parts. The right. skin and the cartilage between the nostrils. Between the nostrils, right. Right here. And then the other two that you talked about are actually lateral cartilages. They're sort of the wings. The nostril cartilage. The nostrils of the nose, right? Correct. In in general speak, so people understand that. Right. So you have the lateral crura, which make up the cartilaginous, the cartilage part of the nostrils, because there's also the vestibular skin, the skin part of the nostril that doesn't have any cartilage in it. 
But it does have some support to it. It does. It, does. it has muscles <clears throat> and it has ligaments. Yeah. And so that, you know, we can talk about nostrils all <laughs> night long if you want to, because I think the nostrils oh, sounds like a good night. are a ring. <laughs> We're partying now. The nostril. <laughs> we are just super dorks, aren't we? Does anybody like actually want to listen to this podcast and be like, holy crap, these are two super nasal geeks. Yeah, they're just making memes of us right now. Uh, We can make them. You 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 know what? Don't even bother yourselves. We'll take care of that. But that's the thing is that those those structures make the the tripod of the tip. And then with the, the septum, you get that tetrapod. And that is where the aesthetics of the nose really, to me, land. That's the the... You make it or break it with a great rhinoplasty in having that tetrapod work in your favor. Because what you're really talking about is support, right? I mean, you are talking about the rotation and the place and space. But what it ultimately comes down to is how that tip is being supported because that's going to determine how it looks. Yeah. And the support has to last over time. It can't just be, you know, that it's, it's great the day you take the splint down and, you know, nine months from now the wheels come off. Sure. And by the way, that that's kind of like how old school rhinoplasty was. Well, it is, right? Because you see these patients over time, like you said, splint comes off, it looks great. Nine months go by and all of a sudden things are looking a little warped. Things aren't where they were initially. And why is that? Well, because there isn't anything strong enough right. in the right positions to hold it in space. Yeah. And you're hosed. Then you're in for a revision rhinoplasty and you need a rib graft and we refer you to the revision rhinoplasty <laughs> podcast and then, and there you, you know, are. mic drop. Boom. Right. So yeah, no, you don't want that. You want to have a great result that lasts over time. And I make a big deal about that. Anytime I give a lecture, I like to show late results. Right. Like that's key. Years out. Yeah. Because they look better with time if the support is good. Right. And if the support is not good. The wheels You'll see come it. off. You'll see it real quick. Yeah. Yeah. Which celebrities have nice noses in your book? We literally just talked about this. Who did we say? We said Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman. I like Natalie, I like Natalie Portman. Portman. She has a good nose. Kim Kardashian. <laughs> we like Kim Kardashian's nose. Nice. I've always liked her nose, actually. She has a good one. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of who else I really like. It's hard because. Do you like Angelina Jolie's nose? I do. I don't not. I, like I don't not like it. Right. It's yeah. good. Yeah. Um. I can't think of anyone else off the top of my head. I mean, there are a lot of good noses out there. I know. Who do you like? I like Megan Fox's nose before she had a lot of rhinoplasty. <laughs> Is that bad to say? I mean, I did. I loved it, and then she <laughs> she must have broken it or something because yeah, it's not maybe. been the same. I mean, I, you know, who knows? But it, like before she had all that nasal surgery, I, I love that Megan Fox nose. I liked Elizabeth. Elizabeth Hurley's nose back in the day was awesome, really great. Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of great noses out there, but the ones that look nice to me are the ones that are supported and have great, you know, they just have great tip aesthetics and, and a good transition from the dorsum, right. from the bridge to the tip. So there's a lot of good ones, but, you know, those are some, those are the most common ones that people bring into me in photos and say, I love this nose. Do you love this nose? I love this nose. So of those, do you normally know or can you tell which celebrities have had nose jobs? I can always tell. As soon as the HD cameras go on a nose, yeah. 
and this is really tough for the the Hollywood set today. The HD <laughs> it's cameras. Not, it's really not fair. It's not. They show everything. <laughs> I know. They show all of our operations. You can yeah. see everything. Yeah, it's not fair. Those HD cameras, you know, and, and watching like movies like on Netflix in 4K, it's like the person's in your room. I don't even want to see that as the viewer. Like, I want things to be a little blurred and out of focus. I want you know, believe yeah, you in the want fairy a tale. Bit more of that celluloid yeah. look. Yeah. You know? like, well, I don't want to see your pores up close. No, thank you. Yeah, like, <laughs> I don't understand what that is. It's, yeah, I like the old sort of the old school Hollywood yeah. look. You know, the, the breakfast at Tiffany's look with, oh, that's a nose. There you go. Audrey Hepburn. There it is. That's, that's a, a nose. That's a good one. That's definitely pre-nose job. Totally. Yeah. I don't, I don't uh, know. She might have had a nose job. Do you think so? Maybe. She might have. She has a good nose. She has a great nose. Yeah. Had a great nose. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, Marilyn Monroe had uh, nasal surgery. She had rhinoplasty. Oh, I did not know that. I think that when somebody got a hold of her medical records and put them into the public domain. Oh, no as, yeah, because everybody's so into HIPAA for dead people. I mean, like, it's awful, right? Like, why should I know that, you know? But I did, th- I think she had a rhinoplasty. Um, yeah, I mean, rhinoplasty back in that time was scary. That's impressive. And her nose scary. looks so good. I yeah, mean, she had a good one. After a nose job in well, that time frame. You know, it was very different thinking then. We're so heavy handed with grafting and, you know, doing things that are long lasting now. Back then, it was just little modifications. Right. So you could, right. you started with a good nose, you wound up with a good nose with little modifications. Well, I think that's where we need to be today on tip aesthetics. Do you have anything else, Dr. Ravello? No, I think we got it. All right. That's perfect. Well, then this is the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast coming to you from the 902 and up. The Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast is brought to you by Rock Spa. This is MediSpa, located both in Beverly Hills and Newport Beach, providing services such as Botox, fillers, lasers, and all therapy, as well as hydrofacials and all the aesthetic products you could possibly need. It's run by the medical director, me, Dr. Jay Calvert. RockSpa Beverly Hills is located at 120 South Spalding Drive in Suite 340, Beverly Hills, 90212. The phone number there is 310-777-0496. And Roxba Newport Beach is located at 1617 West Cliff Drive, Newport Beach, California, 92660. The phone number there is 949-644-1111. You can go to their respective websites, RoxbaNewportBeach.com or RoxbaBeverlyHills.com. Rockspa was created to help my patients maintain their aesthetic beauty in between whatever operations they have throughout their lives. It's something that allows patients to come in, get their facials, skin treatments, take care of all the Botox fillers and lasers that they need to keep up their beauty. And if they've invested in any of the aesthetic operations I perform, it's the way to maintain those operations. If you mention this podcast you will get the member's pricing for your hydrofacial. The Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast is the way that Dr. Ravello and I talk about the issues that are important to us in plastic surgery, but there's nothing better than getting to take care of our patients and do plastic surgery. Our practices are located in Beverly Hills, and I also have a satellite office in Newport Beach. You can learn about my practice at drcalvert.com And you can reach my office by calling 310-777-8800, and that will get you an appointment either in Beverly Hills or at the Newport Beach office. 
My practice is located in Beverly Hills. Our office phone number is 310-954-1355. You can also contact us directly through the website, which is rovelloplasticsurgery.com. We look forward to seeing you in the office for some aesthetic tune-ups.